Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Hello, this is Marlene Schwartz from the Rudd Center for Food Policy and Obesity at Yale University. And today I am delighted to introduce our guest, Amy Dawson Taggart, who has come up from Washington, D.C. to visit with us. She is the national director and co-founder of Mission Readiness, which is a nonpartisan, nonprofit national security organization that is led by retired generals, admirals, and former cabinet officials. And they are a really important player in the landscape of groups that are working on the issue of childhood obesity. And I'm so delighted you are here to join us today. Such a pleasure to be here with you, Marlene. So can you tell me some about Mission Readiness, sort of how it got started and and what its main function is? Absolutely. So uh, in 2009, uh, we launched with a small band of retired generals and admirals, including two former chairmen of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Hugh Shelton, General Hugh Shelton, and General John Shalakashvili. And these generals and admirals retired came together because they were so concerned about the fact that fully 75% of all young Americans today, age 17 to 24, do not qualify for military service. The primary disqualifiers are education, physical fitness, and criminal records. And so what we look at at Mission Readiness is uh, what is evidence-based proven to help young people succeed academically, stay physically fit, and abide by the law so that they can go on to succeed at whatever they choose in life, including a career in the military if that's what they wish. So that's really interesting because I think that people wouldn't necessarily think that childhood obesity was really a concern for the military. And I think people are under the impression that, oh, you join the military in order to get into shape um, or you go through boot camp and that happens. But it sounds like it really is a serious limitation in terms of our ability to have a functioning military. Absolutely. You know, um, weight issues are obviously, you know, a, a significant concern for our entire population. And the military is no exception. And, you know, you don't just wake up one day at age 17 or 18 and suddenly you're, unlike Tom Hanks and Big, you're not suddenly <laughs> either, you know, fantastically overweight or perfect slim and trim, you know, who you are and and how how fit your body is, is a product of those 17, 18 years of living and how much have you been exercising and moving your body more than just exercising your thumbs? Um, Have you been eating well? You know, all all of those things. And so what we see is that by the time young people show up at a recruiting station, fully one in four is going to be disqualified just right off the bat. Um, They'll clearly not not meet standards. And then, uh, you know, you sometimes have recruiters working with them, trying to help them take the weight off. But again, the reality is that when you've spent a lifetime developing certain living habits, those don't go away. So even if someone gets into the military, if they make weight um, or if they do um, a specialized boot camp to help them lose the weight once they're in, it's going to be that much harder for them to keep the weight off once they're actually in the military. So the, the, the military Department of Defense is very concerned um, about uh, obesity overall, overweight issues, and childhood obesity in particular. I mean, it's interesting because it isn't even just your current weight, as you're saying, that's the most important thing because you you need to have developed a level of fitness and strength that 
is able to serve you when when you're called into into battle or um, you know to participate in the activities of the military. And you mentioned something earlier about injuries that were occurring. Uh, with people who were in the military. Could you say more about that? Absolutely, yeah. There's a very high rate of musculoskeletal injuries, which we know as uh, as strains and fractures for the most part, sprains and fractures. And so that's something that is just a, a terrible scourge. There are far more uh, people evacuated from Iraq and Afghanistan for musculoskeletal injuries than for combat injuries. And so um, it's also the leading cause of being medically unready uh, to, to deploy or to redeploy. And so while someone can be perfectly fit um, and still have one of these injuries, you know, you're carrying 40 to 70 pounds or more of, of extra gear around, you are far more likely, in fact, 47% more likely to suffer a serious sprain or, or uh, stress injury if you are either overweight or carrying excess uh, body fat. I think that's that would surprise a lot of people that it isn't the injuries from combat, but actually these injuries that are indeed preventable if right. somebody has grown up and you know been healthy and fit and has you know developed a healthy body. So that's a really striking um, thing that you mentioned. So can you explain a little bit more about the process of of how things work at Mission Readiness? I know I know you all have released some reports. Can you mm-hmm. talk about those? Sure. So Mission Readiness is over 425 retired generals and admirals throughout the country um, who basically, as, as their staff, we work to amass all the research and evidence about what's most effective uh, to help kids succeed academically, stay physically fit, and by by the law and our members these generals and admirals will then take that research they'll they'll take reports uh, we'll, we'll turn those that data into reports with policy recommendations um, so for example um, mission readiness was was um, very active on the healthy hunger free kids act so that was the child nutrition bill that worked to raise the standards for all the food served and sold in schools and get junk food out of schools our members were very active on that um, doing press conferences uh, we did one with Senator Richard Luger and Secretary Vilsack, of, uh, Secretary of Agriculture, along with our generals and admirals. That report was called Too Fat to Fight. Um, got lots of media coverage, also garnered the attention of a number of leaders in Congress who then began themselves to make the case for passing this improved child nutrition bill in the name of national security. It's so interesting because the the issue of food in schools is something that you know, we've been working on at the Red Center for a really long time. And I think that traditionally people have considered that something that the Democrats, you know, the sort of the liberals focus on um, and, you know, changing the food environment. But this is an entirely different perspective to really look at this not as a matter of, you know, oh, well, we want to focus on, you know, having healthier schools just, you know, because we feel like it's the right thing to do, but to actually draw the connection for people that it makes a big difference in terms of our national security. Yeah, I think that's one of the the key things that, that mission readiness is able to bring to the table is that this isn't just democratic common sense or republican common sense. It's just plain common sense um, that, you know, we all are in this together. And so, for example, we know that obesity and childhood obesity are a serious problem for military 
But this is not the military's problem. This is an American challenge to which we all must rise. And that is what we're all about. And that's why the generals and admirals are so passionate about this. And, and they don't believe in you know, some partisan divide over this kind of an issue. And they won't stand for it. Uh, and so um, that's why they are happy to talk with whomever uh, needs to hear it uh, about the importance of these childhood obesity issues to the future of our all-volunteer force. You know, it's so interesting because I think with all of the, you know, partisan struggles in Washington, I think we forget (laughs) that we are all one country. And it makes complete sense to me that it would take the admirals and generals who are so used to thinking about the United States as one country and not getting caught up in these kinds of political battles to remind us of that and really draw people's attention to that, which I think is something that we really need, because I think it is very hard, um, you know, even issues that seem on the surface to be, you know, the right thing for everybody, they end up getting just caught up in silly political things like, um, like the uh, National School Lunch Program regulations, it felt like turned into more of a political battle, um, as opposed to being about the nutrition. Um, so what sorts of things are you looking to work on next? Yeah, so, so Mission Readiness looks at, um, at a whole variety of issues. So on, the, on the overweight obesity nutrition side, um, we're very much invested in the built environment. And so that means how are kids getting to school? How do people get to work? Um, are there place, safe places to walk and play and ride bicycles? Um, and so, you know, all of the ways that that people need to get active and move their bodies are we facilitating that or are we in fact hindering it through our through our transportation and and building policies and so so that's one key area we look at another is anybody remember pe in schools recess well that has been going the way of the dodo bird if you will and that is of grave concern to our members because you know, a, a healthy body isn't just about uh, a healthy weight. It's certainly not just about looking good in a uniform. It's about having strong bodies, healthy bodies. And, and that only comes about not only through good eating, but also through real exercise, real movement. Um, and in fact, you know, my understanding is that if you don't really exercise your body, and by that I mean um, actively moving it, jumping up and down, you know, the kinds of things that, that are impact and pressure, on, you know, on the bones. Um, in those critical, say, nine to nine, age 9 to 15, you may never regain that. Um, that, that that's a window in time in your body that your body will remember forever. And so we're concerned about having PE in schools and, and recess and opportunities for kids to move and play. Um, so those are a couple of the, the major initiatives um, on, the, on the obesity front that we'd like to see. Um, it sounded like you also had been thinking some about the, the SNAP program, the, what was, used to be known as the food stamp program. And I know that's gotten a lot of national attention, uh, particularly lately. But one concern people have had is, is it enough money to help people have a healthy diet? Um, are there things we could do to help people have a healthy diet? What What have your thoughts been on that? Yeah. So, so one thing that's that's crystal clear within the SNAP program is that we need more funding for what's known as SNAP incentives. And so, this is a wonderful, innovative um, uh, program, if you will, that that has um, doubled people's food dollars at 
uh, farmers markets, for example, so that they can really stretch those SNAP dollars on the nutritious fruits and vegetables uh, that that will obviously go so far in uh, in helping improve diets. But you know, the bigger picture um, that that's that's a relatively modest uh, feature of the SNAP program, and in fact, we're really hoping that Congress renews it and improves it. Um, but but SNAP itself, it's important to remember as as the nation looks at cuts and at you know uh, austerity measures, you're talking about one out of every two children in this country being impacted by SNAP, and so that means that. If we, in fact, make massive cuts that are, that are being proposed by some in Congress, that's a lot of children that are going to suffer really badly. And those kids are going to suffer, those families are going to suffer, and that's not going to be good for their nutritional bottom line, and that's not good for the country. Right, right. I mean, it is really terrifying to think about the children that are relying on the SNAP program for their families to be able to afford food and to think about the cuts. And yeah, it. I mean, I just think that, that's, that that is one thing that our country is facing right now that is is really, really difficult. And I really hope that um, we are able to pull together and sort of look at it as a national priority and look at our children as a national priority and really making sure that they have what they need to, to be healthy. Um, are there any other last thoughts you'd like to share? I think the the overall is uh, is one of first of all great respect and appreciation for the Red Center. You all provide extraordinary research uh, research and resources to organizations like Mission Readiness, who are relying on that data in order to really understand okay what needs to be done in this country to turn these problems around. Um, and so so a, a, a very sincere expression of gratitude um, for the work that you all do. And then beyond that, I, I guess it would just be um, to, uh, to, to say that, you know, I think for, for generals and admirals um, who've spent their lives in service to our country, um, it, it's really their job to, to look over the horizon, a general and admiral, and see what's coming next. What are the problems we need to anticipate? What do, you know, what, what's it going to take um, to, to turn the Titanic around before it hits the iceberg? Um, and, and that's what these generals and admirals are up to. And, and it's, a, you know, it's an honor and a privilege to serve alongside all the other great groups in the country um, who are trying to do the same thing. And so we're just glad to be doing our part. Well, thank you so much, and we're we're glad that we're all on the same team. I, I like the idea of having the generals and the admirals on the same team working on this problem because it is a tough one, and we definitely need everybody. So thank you again for coming. Uh, this is Marlene Schwartz from the Yale Red Center, and you can listen to other podcasts at our website, www.yaleredcenter.org. Thank you. Thank you, Marlene.